0: you, the great I am. It's who you are. Jesus. And just in this place of worship, why don't we give him gratitude? Why don't we thank him today? Thank you for my life. Thank you for pulling me out of dark places. Thank you for never leaving me. Thank you for never giving up on me when I gave up on you. You deserve our praise this morning. You deserve our whole praise, not a half-hearted offering, but you deserve everything, Jesus. And you won the victor's crown on the cross. Jesus, take all of me today, Lord. Jesus, your majesty, majesty is who you are. There's not enough words in our language to describe them. He's uncontainable, he's indescribable, he's wonderful, he's marvelous for words, and he's your God and he's your King. seat without talking to anyone. We're going to move into a time. We're going to continue our adoration for our King. His presence is here this morning. He loves you. He loves you so wildly and so deeply, and He's here for you today. I want to encourage you this morning with a scripture that God placed upon my heart earlier in the week, and it's found in Romans 4, 20 and 21. And it says this, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, but strengthened himself in faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God was well able and had the power to do what he promised. You know, the scripture is found in Romans in the New Testament, but it's actually regarding someone in the Old Testament. The the story is about Abraham And God had given him a promise and said, you will be the father of nations. But there was a massive time lag between that happening and the promise being fulfilled. And the Bible says that Abraham was about 100 years old and the Bible quotes and says that as far as having kids goes, Abraham was as good as dead and his wife was no better. But it says in Hebrews that Sarah, his wife, judged God faithful. And then in Romans, we just read that Abraham was fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded of his God. You know what that means? Fully persuaded is being totally convinced. It's overconfident. It's without a shadow of a doubt. It's a done deal, completely assured, 100% backed up. That's what being fully assured is. I want to show you an image this morning. This is my king. And this is who I'm fully persuaded by. He's the coming king. And if you don't know Him this morning, we wanna give you an opportunity to be introduced to Him. He's the King of all kings. There's no one like Him, no one before, and there'll be no one after. He is everything. He's the King of the whole universe. And these are the dying words of my Savior, it is finished. He completed the exchange on the cross, his life for your life, not because you and I deserved it, because God so loved. The sacrifice was to bring you and I back into a relationship with God. And when I look at this, Sometimes as Christians, we get really complacent about what he did for us and our lives reflect something different. And we end up walking a life that is not fully persuaded. And we're fully persuaded when things are going well, but what say there's a time lag to the promise? And what say my situation is not lining up with what I thought he was gonna do? Do we waver in unbelief or are we fully persuaded this morning? Are we fully confident? Are we 100% assured without a shadow of a doubt of who God says he is? It is finished. It is complete. It's fully done. His promises are yes and amen. So if I'm fully persuaded, if I live that way, fully persuaded as Abraham did, then all those lies that the enemy throws at you and I every day on a daily basis, like you don't fit in. Lies like God's not gonna break through for you in your situation. There's no use praying because he's not listening. Lies like your marriage is a mess and it's over, so just quit. Lies like your kids will never come back to Christ. These are the lies the enemy throws at us every day. Lies like your spouse will never get saved. Lies like, you will always struggle. Lies like, you're dumb. There's no point trying. Lies like, you will always struggle financially. Lies like, you're not called of God, that dream's too big. Lies like, you won't get healed. All of these lies got canceled by my King on a cross, not because I deserved it, or because He's so loved. He's so loved, and that's why we have communion, Church. It's because we wanna remember that we are fully assured of the promises in Him. We're fully assured that we're connected to Him, amen? We're gonna learn how to live it out. There's tremendous power when I link my prayers with my faith of being fully persuaded, when I'm fully convinced, when I'm overconfident of who he is, not who I am, not wavering. What would happen to you and I? What would happen in our families? What would happen in our schools and in our city if we lived this way every day? See, being fully persuaded is a decision. It won't always feel like it is a decision to stand and say, I know who my God is. I know who I am in Him. I know who He is in me, and I know what my King has done for me. So I am fully persuaded. It is not my business, the timing, when God breaks through for me. My business is to be fully persuaded of my King, amen? So if I'm fully persuaded that when He died on the cross, and I start to imagine that, and I couple that with my prayers of faith, something starts to awaken on the inside of me and it becomes a truth. And Then we can live like this, that I'm fully persuaded I am a child of God. It's not just a song we sing, but I am a child of God. I'm fully persuaded that what He said He would do, He will. I'm fully persuaded that I have a future and you have a future. That we're fully persuaded that we're not alone and that He's exchanged our aloneness with a knowledge that He will never, ever, ever, ever leave us or forsake us. I'm fully persuaded that my unbelief is exchanged, that when I pray, my King hears me. I'm fully persuaded that my prayers are not in vain and they're not pointless. We've been speaking to our young people about um, when they pray, believe to see it. Believe to see the evidence of your prayers. Believe to see it the very next day. Believe to see it on the day, start walking like that, that we see Him move. I'm fully persuaded that we will see revival in this place. I am fully persuaded. It is not a feeling, it is not a good thought. I am fully persuaded it has been prophesied in this place. And I'm fully persuaded today that we will see an outpouring of the spirit of the living God in this place. And our nation and our region will come onto its knees because of him. Because of him. Because of him. He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When was the last time you were seeking him? There's an awakening going on in this place. I prophesied again today, people everywhere are starting to pray. We got prayer shifts happening all over the place, all over the week, where people are saying, I want change, I want change in our city. I wanna see an awakening. We wanna see the Spirit of God move, amen. I'm fully persuaded that when I trust Him, He will direct my path. I'm fully persuaded that I have a father And that nothing can separate me or pull me apart from Him. He is for me. When I'm fully persuaded, it's a choice. It's a decision you and I make. Then His life and that brutal suffering would never, ever be in vain when you and I are fully persuaded, not by an emotional high or a feeling or when we've got a guest speaker here as a decision to walk out every day of my life, that I'm fully persuaded. And I don't look at my natural circumstances. I look to the King who is higher than I. And I trust him for every detail in my life. I'm fully persuaded today that his presence is right here and right now for miracles, for salvations, for promises being fulfilled, for His Spirit to be poured out this morning. And as, as you sit this morning with your uh, with the bread and the wine, I'd love you to stand with me now. We're gonna make a declaration together. We're gonna sing this song, or oh, praise the name of the Lord my God. And I want you to lift Him up. Lift up the bread. It's symbolic. Lift up the cup and say, God, today I choose to be, I choose to walk not just on a Sunday, but I choose to walk every day fully persuaded that you are with me, fully persuaded that your spirit is moving in my life, that your spirit is moving in my circumstances, that your spirit is moving in our city and in our region. Why don't we sing this together? Make a declaration this morning. Oh that needs a healing been in a spiritual slumber. God, shake us awake. Shake us awake, Lord. There's so much more of you, Lord. Just while His presence is, his presence is here, just lift your hands. We're going to learn how to stay hungry. We've going to learn how to stay hungry right now, Jesus. To him reach out. We worship you, Jesus. Jesus, have your way this morning. Have your way this morning, Lord. We haven't got enough of you, Lord. We decree your lordship in this place. We decree that you rule and you reign over every family. jesus right now in this place of faith we want to take up our offering our offering is a part of our worship so don't disengage because we're taking up the offering it's a it's a part of your worship it's a reflection of our lives and our our heart towards him so if we can have the people the ushers coming now we're just going to stay in this place of worship As we take the offering up today, thank you, Jesus. Of the Lord our
1: God, oh, praise His name, of the Lord
0: our God, oh, praise His name forevermore. We pray for miracles of provision in Jesus' name. For lack. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. he deserves it lift your voice to the king oh we praise jesus we love you we love you jesus oh we thank you that your presence is here holy spirit we don't want to just do church. Oh, His presence is here, people. Just reach out to Him. His presence is here. Fully persuaded today that He's going to move on your heart. He's going to move on your life today. Fully persuaded. We're over-convinced, God, that You are here. We're fully assured of who You are. Jesus, Jesus, your name is like Jesus. I'm just going to hand over now to Pastor Dave.
1: Would
2: you just lift your hands in His presence this morning? Spirit, we thank you for your presence amongst us right now. Thank you, Father, for the closeness of your presence. For those that are watching online, just wherever you are, just reach out right now. Holy Spirit, come. Move upon every heart here this morning this is your time to connect with the Lord spirit release your angels in this place this morning Jesus you are the prince of peace you fill the void in our heart Lord God, let your love come and touch every heart here this morning. Those that are watching online, just reach out. The love of the Lord, just touch your heart right now. There's people here got things on their mind, got things weighing on their hearts. Why don't you just allow the Lord to come and touch you? since the Lord's going to touch many people this morning. How many people can feel the presence of the Lord over their lives this morning? Why don't you just turn to somebody and just uffy them, touch them appropriately? They might be a stranger. Let's make them feel welcome. Again, so glad you could be here and um, I felt the Lord has placed something on my heart to, to minister to you this morning and uh, like I said, just over the past week, even in the past few days, just as I've waited upon the Lord and um, talked to people and just made observations, I just sensed the Lord uh, put this on my heart to, to, to minister to you this morning and um, I believe it does flow on very powerfully from, look, we've just had an amazing season of, of ministries in the church. Um, I. I'm totally convinced that uh, that the Lord orchestrated this, that the Lord brought these people in, and each one of them carried a, a unique message, carried a, uni- a unique expression, uh, a, new- a unique facet of the, of the face of God. And I encourage you to respond. And uh, last week we celebrated, uh, uh, we had Pastor John Bridge here. I don't know about you, but he was just fantastic. I loved him. And uh, but last week was the, uh, the anniversary of Pentecost if you're unfamiliar with Pentecost. Pentecost was the day or the, the time where the Holy Spirit, the Bible says the church was gathered together in one place, but the, church, the, the disciples were gathered in prayer. And then the Holy Spirit came like a mighty rushing wind. And that was the birth of the church of, that we know it today, that the Holy Spirit was released in power upon the face of the earth. Hallelujah. But it's what happened after that, for me, really struck a chord inside of my heart. Uh, so uh, immediately after that, Peter uh, got up and preached in boldness. But then something else happened after that. And this is what I want to um, cu- open up this morning. Uh, so it, in Acts chapter 2, in verse 42, and it's this particular line that I want to focus on here this morning. Uh, and it says, every be- in the, the Passion Translation, it says this, Now every believer was faithfully devoted to So the following of the teachings of the apostles. And the Passion Translation says this, their hearts, somebody say heart, their hearts were mutually linked to one another. Somebody say fellowship. Sharing communion and the coming together regularly for prayer. It's a very uh, powerful line. There's a number of powerful words in there. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching but they devoted themselves to the mutual connection of hearts. They devoted themselves, in other words, they committed themselves fully and wholly to fellowship. Fellowship, somebody say fellowship. Fellowship is one of the most powerful and most fulfilling, I don't know if is an object thing or a dynamic that we can have in our life. It was because of fellowship. It also goes on to say that there was no need among the church. There was no need. No No one in the church community had need because of fellowship. The reason I believe that many people are in need today is because of the breakdown of com- of community The reason why so many people are in need today is because of the breakdown of Fanonatanga. It's not the government's job to provide need It's the job of family fellowship somebody say fellowship One of the things I believe, and this is uh, what I want to speak into this morning, something that really moved my heart as I started to become much more aware is the antithesis of this. The word antithesis means the the exact opposite. I mean, we can look in the community today and there's a lot of need out there. People here in the church have need. If there is need, then somewhere there must be a breakdown of whanauonatanga. There must be a breakdown of fellowship somewhere. There must be a breakdown of community somewhere. The more I started to look, the more I started to consider this. I felt the the Lord put on my heart, the opposite of this is where a lot of people live in, and that is in a place of loneliness. Loneliness. Today I wanna speak into, and I feel the Lord wants to touch people here, regarding the spirit of loneliness. Hello? Here's a few thoughts before we minister. The the antithesis of fellowship is loneliness. One of the deepest pains people experience is the pain of loneliness. If you look in our world today, People may not always show it, but you can see the effect of the loneliness that people carry in their heart. One of the deepest griefs that people can carry is the grief of being alone. Maybe you're here today and you're aware that there's a loneliness inside of your heart. Maybe you're watching online and you know that there's something that's missing inside of your life. One of the things about loneliness is this, one, we can either be acutely aware of it. In other words, you know you're lonely in your heart. You know that there is something missing inside of your heart. The other part of loneliness is this, sometimes it can sneak up on you. Sometimes you all of a sudden become aware that you are lonely. Sometimes it takes an event, sometimes it just Maybe your life is so busy on things, but next thing you know, you discover, there's something that you discover that you feel there's a sense of loneliness inside of your life. Loneliness is one of the deepest pains that a person can carry. We're gonna talk about that and I'll, we'll, we'll explain why. Loneliness can have different expressions, but it still same, has the same effect on people's lives. There are, like I said, there are are different expressions of loneliness. In other words, loneliness can express differently for one person than it does for another person. For a a woman, for a, a mother that wants, or a woman that wants to be a mother, there is something about the loneliness of the womb. No prayer or no the only thing that can fix it or heal it is for it to be filled how many people know what I'm talking about boys you don't know what I'm talking about in terms of women (laughs) but there's another loneliness that guys feel as well everyone to a certain degree struggles with loneliness whether it's a spiritual loneliness we're all born separate from God so when you are separate from God there is a spiritual loneliness that is inside of our lives that no one can fix it or heal it or medicate it it can only be filled by a relationship with Jesus we can have relational loneliness you can have an emotional loneliness Loneliness can take on a whole bunch of different expressions, but it still has the same effect in our heart. See, the thing is, we were designed by God for intimacy. You and I, we were designed by God for intimacy. We were never designed to be alone. You and I were never designed to experience loneliness. You and I were designed for intimacy. We were never designed for isolation. You were never designed to handle loneliness. But nonetheless, people find themselves lonely. Loneliness, this is probably a better description, but loneliness is the antithesis of intimacy. When people have no sense of intimacy, no sense of bonding, they feel alone. Loneliness is the complete opposite of intimacy. There's a difference between being alone and being lonely. There are different expressions of intimacy. One I believe the most primary one is spiritual intimacy, that we can have an intimate relationship with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit's desire that we would walk in intimacy, that we're not just bringing Him our shopping list, but that we would invite him into every corner of our heart and our emotions. Hello. Not just on Sundays. That we would walk with him. We could walk in the father's love. There's nothing more satisfying than walking knowing that you're loved by the heavenly father. There's a spiritual intimacy, there's a spiritual loneliness that people can have as well. If you're watching online, maybe for you, you've been searching and there's a spiritual loneliness inside of your life. Jesus Christ is the only one that can feel that. You can have other types of intimacy as well. And the intimacy that that you could have with your mother and your father, your natural mother and your father. The intimacy that you have with your father really does affect your life in the same way the intimacy that you would have, a child has with their mother, also has a big effect in their life. If any one of those two dynamics is missing, it brings a sense or an expression of loneliness inside a person's soul. Hence, when there's a breakdown of family, when there's a breakdown of mother and father relationships, it creates a void, a loneliness in people's lives. Maybe you're here and you're like that. There is an intimacy that can come between brothers. The Bible says in, Psalm, in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17, it says, uh, a friend loves at all times, but a brother was born for adversity. In other words, there is something special and unique about the bonds of a brother. there is something unique about the bond of a sister. And all the sisters said, yeah. There is something that is, makes our life more complete when we have family. Are you with me this morning? In Psalm and. 42 verse 3 to 4 it says David was in a cave. David was in the most difficult place of his life and in the cave he wrote this, these words. He wrote this psalm. Um, he said when my spirit was overwhelmed within me. How many people know what that feels like? Then thou knewest my path. In the way I have walked they have probably laid a snare for me. I looked to my right hand, and behold, there was no man that would know me. Refuge had failed me. No man cared for my soul. Many people get to that point in life where they experience the pain of deep loneliness. There is a, a place in our life that God fills, but there's also a place in our heart that he designed people to fill. He designed mothers and fathers, he designed brothers, he designed it for family. The Bible says even after he created man, he says it is not good for man to be alone, man and woman. (laughs) So the power of whanauonatanga, the power of family, the power of intimacy, not just with God, but with people, is the most amazing treasure that we can have in our life. When it's missing, it creates a big hole. You can have all the riches in the world. You can have all the material things in the world. You can walk in signs, wonders, and miracles. You can dazzle the crowds, but yet still walk in loneliness. You with me this morning? Something that every person struggles with. But it was never designed, it was never the design of God, and it's not the design of church. Being alone and loneliness are not the same. Alone is a state of being. Being alone or in solitude is often by choice and can be empowering. You can be alone. And extraordinarily happy. I don't know about you, but I mean, this. You ever been to the toilet? <laughs> and you close that door, you lock it. I am all alone. I am not sad. <laughs> Maybe here, and you're a mama. And you got kitties. And you get into that bathroom and you turn on that shower and you close that door. You are alone, but you are happy. Until you hear this Mama, Mama, Dad, where are you? Where are you? Look, just leave me. You can be alone and really happy. Jesus was alone. He he withdrew, and he, in his times of aloneness, he built his strength up again. There's times when it's good to be alone, outside of the toilet in the bathroom. But loneliness is different. Loneliness. Is an emotional hole, it's a void. You can have a thousand friends and fans be in a crowd but still be very lonely inside. I believe this, I believe that loneliness is also a demonic spirit. It has to be. There has to be a demon spirit that empowers loneliness because intimacy is what God designed. Intimacy is a spiritual thing. Intimacy is not just a physical relational bond. It is a spiritual bond as well. Therefore, anything that is close to God's heart, the devil wants to come and destroy. That's why loneliness is a very sneaky demonic spirit. It's not just a void. It's not just a hole. It is a demon spirit that sneakily torments and isolates people. I believe this. It is one of the most sneaky demon spirits in our world today. It expresses it differently. Often this is how it expresses itself. It can deceive people into coming into a place of aloneness but actually its intent is to bring division and to keep you alone for a long time. See, loneliness is caused, there's, different, there's a number of ways that people become lonely. But one is where people become alone for too long. It's one thing, it's, it can be a healthy thing to be alone. It can be a happy thing to be alone. But if you stay in that toilet for too long, friends, it ain't good. It's why it's a spirit that comes around. It causes isolation, it causes people to justify their isolation. Before you know it, see, loneliness can sneak up on you. It can deceive you around the area of aloneness and cause you to become alone for too long and then it becomes, an, and that says, the oh, next thing you know, you're, you've got no friends, you're alone. It's a very sneaky demonic spirit. It causes emotional disengagement. Church was not supposed to be just a place where we come, we clap our hands, we lift our hands. It's a, it's a, it's designed, God designed a church that you and I can have an intimate bond with one another, mothers and fathers, brothers to brothers, sisters to sisters. All of it, the whole shebang. And when something is missing or something is out of that, that creates a hole that no touch on the head prayer can fill. How is, it that pe- how is it that loneliness, or how is it that people become lonely? There's a few things I'll just quickly run through. It's by, by no means exhaustive. It's just some ideas. Neglect. Where people, where there's been a neglect of a father's love, a mother's love, when there's been neglect in our life, it can create a void which causes loneliness to take place. I know many people are in a marriage but are lonely. Wives, husbands. Hello. You can be married but yet be very lonely in that marriage. Husbands, don't neglect your wives. Wives, don't neglect your husband. Neglect when there's a withholding or when there is a When there is a void of love, when there is a void of intimacy in your marriage, when there is a void of intimacy, it creates a hole of loneliness. Abandonment or mistreatment. It can create loneliness when people have been left or abandoned to to fend for themselves in life. Maybe your mother or your father just took off or something. It creates a hole that it's a void inside of your life, it's a painful void. There's certain behaviours or pain in the heart can cause people to isolate. When there's a struggle, when there's a a pain, when there's a difficulty inside of a person's heart, that is where the devil will come, demons will come and try and isolate and cause people to become lonely. Certain behaviours cause people to become lonely. Gossip something when you talk ill of somebody actually there's a demonic force that operates around that and it isolates you that's why the the curse of leprosy was primarily a, a, a spiritual problem not a physical problem that's why they went to the priest first and the the, the cause of leprosy was uh is the hebrew understanding was this because it was a spiritual problem where people had talked And what it does is it isolates people. Certain behaviours, the way that we carry on, can isolate people, it can isolate yourself. Some people, they don't have friends because they haven't learnt how to hold themselves or haven't learnt how some some social skills. Some people know what I'm talking about, you know, the, the awkward person in the class. They haven't learnt how to, some guys, I'm going to get real close here. The reason many guys become lonely is because they don't know how, they haven't learned, they haven't been taught how to communicate or how to behave around a woman at all. The belief, the real or perceived belief in their heart that I'm different, I'm not the same as anyone else. That causes a deep sense of loneliness in a person's heart. Real or perceived, yes, we're all different. I'm different from you, you're different from me. But yet we're all the same, we're all family. But it's the belief or the perception that you're different, that you don't belong. And because when you come into an agreement with that, it causes you to isolate and withdraw, and then you become lonely. Yeah, we're all different in our unique ways. All of us have got a few secrets. All of us feel that way. A change in location where people change and come into a new country, a new culture, a new city, a new school, a new church. I'm different. It feels different. And often people there can withdraw and become isolated and lonely. Here's a big one for many people today: a change in relationships. For a lot of older people, the kids grow up, the kids start to leave home. Next thing you know, the house is empty. And there's a loneliness. It's tragic to read in the in the news bulletin that such and such elderly person has been dead for two weeks and nobody noticed. How many lonely people? How many lonely elderly people? How many people today have just been neglected and are lonely? Pioneers forging a new path. I know many people that are entrepreneurs or business people, you know, you get, I, mean, there's, I don't know if you, if you may be here and been in business, but sometimes business can be a lonely path. You're facing challenges, you're facing, there's things that are going on inside of your mind, there's pressures, there are things going on inside of your heart. The people that are, if you've got a lot of money, then the people around you are only after your money. There's a whole bunch of things that can go on. But often for business people, they experience, they may look successful on the outside, but inside, exceptionally lonely. Is there anyone around me that doesn't want me just for what I can give them or what money I have? But is there anyone around me that's just my friend just because? Pastors can be the same way. And ministry can be one of the most lonely places. People fighting for this, people fighting for that. People solve this problem, solve that problem. Ministry Sometimes our behaviour can set people up to a point where they become lonely. Being alone too long can cause people to become lonely. The issue is, and I believe one of the issues in in today's world is the difference between individuality and individualism, individuality is a, you are a unique and valued member of the family. In other words, you're not just a face in the crowd. You're a, you're an individual that has hopes and dreams and desires and, and feelings and needs and all this. If individual Individualism is another thing. It's a spirit of independence that causes people not to engage or to remain isolated. They sound the same, they can look the same, but actually they're quite different. I was reading in a um, came across a a couple of books just recently. One is the the book called Bowling Alone by Robert Putnam, uh, Harvard University. He says, more people than ever in the United States are going 10 pin bowling, but fewer than ever are joining teams. In other words, just bowling alone. One of my classmates did a a thesis on where clubs are, uh, like club attendance in New Zealand. One of the things he described that more and more people are not joining clubs anymore. And you wonder why people are so lonely. There's another book, uh, there was another book um, I, I, I came across was this, and it's called Alone Together. And as prefer- Professor Sherry Turkle says, she calls this age of online friendships rather than face to face. In other words, the online world has created a space where people can be so connected to a certain degree, yet so apart. It's funny, I I was walking through the airport the other day in Auckland and I saw one of my Facebook friends on there. He did not recognise me one bit. I thought to myself, well, how about that? Over a thousand Facebook friends and one of them just walked straight past me, didn't even know me. Don't be deceived by how many friends or fo- fans or followers you got. Bowling alone, interesting. Many Christians can become like that as well. Oh, it's just about me and God. Yeah and no. Many people, many Christians, have stopped coming to church, stopped committed to fellowship, stopped. They just stay at home. And, and I'm not taking a dig at people online, but. They've made for whatever reason isolated and become alone. Online ministry or online service is it's not a it's it's a way to help connect people in that can't physically be here. If you miss out. But so many Christians today have their own little devotion life at home. But yet, there's no intimate connection. There haven't. There's no coming out to build relationship with one another. And I believe we're in a season where we can walk in great miracles. But more than ever, my heart is this: that we can build Fana tanga, that we can build family. There should be no reason that one, that anyone in our church should be in place of need. There should be no reason why no one in this church is not. Lo- does not experience loneliness. Because it was never the design of God. It's a big reason and a big driver, I believe, behind depression, behind suicide, behind affairs, behind addictions. It's because people get to the point where they feel like they are alone and there is no one there to help. I love this scripture in Psalm, uh, Psalm eighty-six, uh, Psalm sixty-eight, verse five to six, where David is describing the Lord. He says, "A father of the fatherless and a judge and protector of the widows is God in His holy habitation. God makes a home for the lonely. God makes a home for the lonely." You may have experienced in your life a family breakdown. Let me tell you this. This is why this place exists. Mm -hmm. It's so that you could have a home. Mm -hmm. That you could find brothers that would stand with you. Mm -hmm. That you could find sisters that you could go shopping with out trips for all the girls. Yes, there are. That you could f- discover spiritual mothers and fathers that will help make sense of what's going on inside of your life. You could discover and build relationships with people that are not going to just preach to you, but just love you. Buy a KFC and just... Intimacy is where we can become vulnerable one with another. And say, hey, I'm just broken inside. (laughs) I just need help. All of us get to that point, including myself. For me to get out of loneliness, I have to get out of my own self. The Bible says a man who has friends must demonstrate or show himself friendly. One of the ways I have been able to build friendships is just by reaching out there. There are times where I just feel like staying at home all by myself but then it comes to a point where that's too much it's too long and I have to get out. I have to take a risk and being vulnerable to somebody. I have to take a step and say hey I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. Awkward amongst pastors because God's just going sometimes you've just got to come out of your cave and say I just need help It is a big reason behind, I believe, our theme for this church is build. In Exodus 25, build me a home or build me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Or in other words, build me a home that I can walk in closeness with people. In the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers, it talks about a couple of censuses that God created. The word numbers means... To lift the head. In other words, you're not just a face in the crowd. It was a, it was an expression of love of God to His people. It wasn't just a matter of, of to, it was an expression of love. It says to lift your head, to make sure that no one feels like they're just a face in the crowd. Lift your head. Come on, I want to see you. I want to see your face. Hello? That's what the whole book of Numbers was about. That's why hospitality is such an important value that we host in this church here. And it's something that we want to cultivate and continue to cultivate. It's why we have one of our values is the spirit to include. Why? Because so no one feels lonely. How to heal loneliness. Kind of running out of time, but... Here's a couple of things. Loneliness is like a hole in a tooth. No amount of mouthwash or brushing can sort it. Many people know what I'm talking about. You've got that deep hole in the back there. You try and smile and, you know, darn well, there's that deep throb of pain in there that just do not go away. Funny, I brush my teeth a bit harder. I just brush it four times a day. (laughs) That's still there. That's what loneliness is like. The only way you can get rid of that is by going to see my sister. (laughs) Open up your mouth. (laughs) It needs to be healed. It needs to be filled. Prayer, there's a place in our heart that only God can fill. Break any behavior of withdrawing or isolated, no matter how spiritual it sounds. I've been around long enough to hear spiritual talk that's just, I don't know, know, I know that you're going to spend time alone with God, but hey, 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 you spent way too much time. You've disconnected. Hello? Talk about the pain. Demonstrate some friendship. Here's a simple one. Learn some social skills that can help you. (laughs) Some guys, you're freaking the young girls out, man. No way you're going to get a wife if you carry on like that. Let some people into your life. Yeah, they might be different. They might have their things, but just let them into your life my life today is full because I made the decision to build friendships with different ones. I'm grateful that I'm, although well, there's times I'm not quite sure what to do as a pastor. I'm so grateful that I have reached out, built friendships with people and now I know that I'm not alone. There is, I feel as a pastor, put it this way, I don't feel like there is no one in the country that I could speak to if I ever, my wheels fell off. I could give you a, handful of four or five people that I know that I could go to, if I my world collapsed, that I could go to, that would love me back to life. It happens because I invested into it. For us personally, it's marriage time. Hello? I want to build deeper intimacy in my marriage which means having some conversations. Hello. <laughs> Wanna melt deeper with people here, which means giving something that you can never ever get back and that is time. Whether it's just sitting with somebody, just so they know that you're not alone. Maybe you just need to, I don't know. Get to that point where you say, Lord, I just, there's a part of my life that needs healing. I come to church, but yeah, I'm really lonely. Here's a good idea don't wait to be invited out for lunch. <laughs> go invite somebody, go share mama's donuts with somebody. Get into a men's group. Get into a woman's group. Just get into any group. You might say, well, I don't like that. I don't care if you like them or not. <laughs> I'm sure there's a fun one in there somewhere. Make a decision. Like the, like the, the, the early church, they made a commitment to fellowship. They made a commitment to, to, to follow the apostles' preaching. But they made a commitment to fellowship. They made a commitment that was a mutual one. In other words, I'm reaching out and you reach out too. And the longer you withhold, the less. Why don't you just close your eyes and just bow your heads? The pain of loneliness. Oh, gee. Just as I was thinking about it this week. I felt the Lord just burning on my heart that so many people are just alone. It's a part of your heart that's alone. Some people are really good at masking it up. Some people are really good at. Pushing people away. But sometimes it takes a little bit of persistence to reach past that barrier, to reach past that mark, that mask. Maybe you're here today. It doesn't really matter whether you're a leader in the church or not. If there's a loneliness inside of your heart today, the Lord put this on my heart. Because he wants to touch your heart. I love us just at this moment just to stand to our feet. He puts the lonely in the home. That's what God does, He puts people around us. Maybe you're here today and as, as I've been speaking, maybe either you, one, you're acutely aware that you are there's an aloneness inside of your heart. There's a loneliness there. Or maybe two, you're just aware of something that's missing inside of your life. Maybe you're here and you're in a, a marriage, but you're alone in the marriage. The Lord wants to touch you. Maybe you look all jovial. Maybe you're here and you you come across very charismatic. But actually you're alone in your heart and you know it. The Lord wants to touch you today. Maybe you're a man here and you put up such a a rough mask. But you know darn well that you're alone in your heart. You need the Lord to come and touch you and to heal you. Wherever you are today. Lord wants to touch your heart. Maybe you're here today and there's a spiritual void inside of your life. Friend, the only one that can fill that is your Creator. If you would invite Jesus Christ into your heart, all you have to do is just open your heart to and say, Jesus, I ask you into my heart today. If you're watching online, you just need to close your eyes and just become aware of His presence touching your heart today. I'd love to do one more thing. If any of this morning has touched you in some way and you want to make it a response to say it's a part of my life that is lonely and I want to make a decision today to step out of my place of loneliness I want to become vulnerable. I want to Maybe get out of my seat or just lift up my hands or do something. But if there is a part of your life that you know it's lonely, today you want the Lord to touch you. I'd love to just make this opportunity right now. If you need to go home, it's completely fine. The it, finish is concluding, the service is concluding. But if you're here today and you want to just make a response to say, Yeah, there's something void inside of my heart. I'm going to be proactive about it. I want to do something. The first thing I will do, I'll just get out of my seat and come to the front. I want to be able to stand with you. I want to just be able to pray for you. Can we do that? We're going to just sing a song right now. And as if you felt the Lord speak into your heart as we sing, I'd love for you just to make your way to the front. But if you need to go, you please feel free to go. There's no no judgment. There's no issue. Just do what you ever need to do. Come on, if you need to respond this morning, won't you respond? I know there's a lot of people. If you need to respond, you just come out and respond. It's all good.
1: Come on, let's sing.
2: Come on, it's okay to get out of your seat. you need to respond why don't you just come forward to you are worthy. if you need to go you can go but I'd love for us to just to come forward out of our seats and stand with these ones today physical sign, a physical demonstration, you are not alone. You are not alone. Come on. That's what family's about. That's what Fanonatanga is about. Fanonatanga family is not just sitting in our seat when somebody needs help family is about, I'm committed to standing with you, I may not understand what you're going through, but I'm here with you today Father we thank you for your goodness, Father we thank you for your family Father we thank you for this wonderful home, I thank you for every heart and every life here this morning come on, no one should be standing alone, no one should be standing alone, not one person at the front here should be standing alone not one person This is part of committing to relationship. It's committing to fellowship. No one's standing alone. Committing to relationship, committing to fellowship. No one's standing alone. Come Come, Holy Spirit. 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 Lord, let your presence come and touch every heart here this morning.